SBN News, Episode 39. This is Savage Bloggers Network News, highlighting awesome Savage Worlds content and news shared by publishers, licensees, and fans with your hosts, Christian Serrano and Ron Blessing. Greetings, Savages. We are back with another week worth of news, and there is a lot of news to cover this week. There is a lot. And uh, But first, before we get into that, the one of the first things I want to say that I'm, a little, I'm, I'm really excited about, and there's, oh, there's a lot more to be excited about, which we'll get into, but... Uh, the official Savage Worlds Google Plus community has hit 4,000 members, which is huge for us, for all of us. Uh, that's, that's a really exciting number. And um, I want to say a big thank you to all of the members of that community because, quite honestly, you all make that job of being moderator super easy and almost yeah. effortless. So, What a great community, and that's, that's a testament to the job that you do, Christian, running it. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, it's funny because like, yeah, Jody even asked me one time. She's like, so how many people do you have helping you with the community? I'm like, oh, it's just me. And she's like, don't you need free time? I'm like, I really don't have to do much. Like, they're she's really. Just, what? <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> no, I mean, it's it really it really is the members of the community that, that help make it so awesome. So they, they do a great job of being respectful yeah. and helpful when people have questions. Like, I never get to answer people's questions in time on that community because it's usually you know 15 people have already answered it by the time i even read it yeah no there's there's times where i'm like i'm really busy yep. right now and i want to answer this and yep. i know that there are going to be about three or four people you know piling onto this in a second and they're going to be offering some really good input so yep absolutely yeah. and uh we had another uh sbn hangout this time with frank turfler who i found out is a uh, a fellow Arizonan, yes, like myself. Uh, it turns out he and I have a lot in common as far as like sensibilities and stuff. So that that was a great conversation. Yeah, I was really quite surprised by how much you guys had in common, just from uh, you know even talking before that we recorded and and broadcasted yep. after and during the games we play outside of Savage Worlds are the same. I I, I just think it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. So you might yeah. have a new uh, gaming buddy in Arizona, right? Yeah, I mean, he's a little far away to, to game with every week, but uh, I think we're going to bring him up for uh, maybe a Sabbath Saturday night if he can come, and, and uh, definitely want to get him up here for RenCon. Yeah, yeah, it'd be so, cool. Yeah, so it was really cool talking to Frank because yeah, he really got into uh, sort of his history as far as being a publisher as yeah. well as a fan of Savage Worlds. But uh, you know, a lot of the work that he's done, he, he's done stock art, he's done maps, he does the 2.5D terrain, and of course we're really excited about Savage Dungeons, and he's really looking to – you know, try to make that a physical, tangible product that could yeah. be added to our bookshelves. So it would be so awesome if you could pull off that leather bound cover. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Yep. 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 That'd be very cool. So, um, so yeah, check that out. It's, uh, available, uh, all over the place. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I heard there was this thing that, that kickstarted today. Did you hear about this product? Oh, or, or this uh, week? uh, you know, it was something about, um, you know, it's that old thing where people like. I don't. Through. I don't think it's really was popular. It sliders. It was it based really on the TV show Sliders? I think so, or maybe it was like Suzerain Part Two or something. I don't. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, no. Uh, well, no, Suzerain's awesome. Suzerain is pretty awesome, from what I hear. It's, but it's but no, this is this is uh, very heavily anticipated, though. 
Yes. Should I go ahead and say it? Should I say the words? I, I think everybody already knows, but sure, you go ahead and say it if it makes you feel better. Yeah, I. so I almost feel weird that we're even talking about it because it's just such an obvious thing. And it's Savage Riffs, yeah. which uh, is being produced by Pinnacle Entertainment Group and Evil Beagle Games. Honestly, I don't know how much more I can say about it because you guys have probably heard enough about it already. But um, it, this is big. It's exciting. It's exceeded its funding by I don't even know how much by this point. Yeah. Uh, it's blowing through stretch goals like crazy. Yeah, 187,788 as we record this. And that's, I think, less than three days in. Yeah. So. And uh, Scott W., Scott Dessenval W. actually posted the, uh, what's that, uh, kick tracker? Where it kind of shows yeah. the trend and stuff. If and, it and keeps going at this rate, it's like, going to, I don't know, yeah. 1. 1. 1.4 million if it, if it goes at this rate. Yeah. It's, yeah. That's insane. So uh, uh, I don't think it'll hit 1.4, but but this is definitely going to be a great uh, a great game. I don't know. I mean, Seventh C Second Edition went up pretty high. It did, but they had a different style. They were creating more and more print content and encouraging people to pay for that print content in advance, uh. which is one of the things that drove. Uh, the seventh C one, they're they're on the hook for something like thirty books or something insane, right? But but Shane is specifically going out of his way to say no, 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 we're not doing that here, right? So right. so I don't even think they want to. I mean, sure, if we get a million bucks, great, but that's not what they're going for. This is a very different Kickstarter, and I think they could have milked it if they wanted to. I'm not saying that John milked it because there was a lot of seventh C material to to go through. Um, but there's so much riffs material that uh, right, right. You know th- they could have really pushed it, and and I think it it could have topped seven C. I think, but I don't think this one's gonna. Yeah, I, I think they uh, and they're going to be sensible too about you know what they're going to commit to. Yeah, so, which is you know that's a Definitely. smart move. Very smart Definitely. move. There has been a lot of discussion. Uh, there's there've been some podcasts. Uh, Sean Patrick Fannin was a guest on the Wild Die episode five point five. In yep. fact, he talked about it a little bit on our uh, Simply Savage number five. Yeah. Um, yep. Tommy Brownell and uh, Chris Helton got uh, preview copies that they were able to yep. write reviews on. Uh, there's there's lots of conversation going on out there. We're gonna just put links to a whole bunch of stuff in the show notes. We're not gonna go through every single one of these things. Right. So uh, you know, just check them out at will. And um, I have a feeling for the next couple of weeks we're just gonna be inundated with tons of discussion and excitement. I, I think it's actually this. going to keep um, the overall news a little slow. Because yeah. nobody's wanting to compete with Rift Stowers. <laughs> right, right. So, right. And everybody's going to be talking about this and not other things for a right. while. So, yeah. Indeed. Yeah. Well, we can always rely on Richard. There for, you go. For non Rift stuff. Richard's going to keep giving his content. Right. <laughs> That's why we don't pay him. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of community stuff and Richard, well, first I want to I start off with episode 85 of Gaming and BS. Right. This was a really cool concept that they discussed. Uh, it's called Counting Coup in RPGs. Uh, this is Brett's idea that he brought to the conversation. And I still have to see, listen to this one. It's, it's good. It's, I'm so excited about this one. Yeah, it, it was really good because um, these were ideas on how you can incorporate fighting into an RPG without it being about hacking hack somebody and, and stealing their stuff, right? And this is germane to the Savage community because... 
I mean, Savage Worlds specifically has actions that you can take to avoid just straight up, I, I hit it with my sword. Right, right. And it, he even goes so far as to say it's not even non-lethal damage. It's just tapping, for example, in, right. in some cases. You know, like as far as the – and just using it in competitive nature or, you know, for yep. some other purpose. Uh, and, and you know, Sean's reaction was classic because he's like – like what? How? Like, have I even been playing RPGs? How have I not done this? And yeah. I was, I was right there with him. I was like, this is such a great, fantastic idea. So, nice. uh, yeah, check it out. I don't want to spoil it, so uh, go listen to it. It's good stuff. Very cool. And speaking of our buddy Richard Wilcock, um, he is definitely at it again. He has put out the uh, Gremlin Saboteur as the latest archetype for Saga of the Goblin Horde. And you should definitely check this thing out. I love the the uh, the art piece there. The name is the best thing ever. I want a character now called Krusty Snaggletooth. Nice. Um, <laughs> but it, it's 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 really high quality stuff. This is something that you would expect to be coming from a professional publisher. Well, he is working on this to be uh, to make it a professional thing. So I, I get that, but I mean, he's still in the blog stage until he's put out his first, you know personal professional title himself. like his own right. as opposed right. to being a freelance writer or something totally yeah, i see what you're saying and and i'm i'm so happy with this content he is really putting his best foot forward with this so i'm i'm, I'm excited for him and i'm excited to see what comes from it very cool and uh also he did something i know you're excited about and i have a uh an a, some agreement with you on this um but also kind of an aside but he did a thing on character creation steps where he talks about how he builds his characters in a different order um than what is presented in the rules as written right right and i will say from my part of it that i've modified the way i build characters in most rpgs i've i've played a run mm-hmm. um like you know the the classic D and D, you know you go look at the class you want first, and then you find what race fits that class best, and then you build your stats around what you get from that race and what you put into that class and, and apply it to the you class, know, right? Totally right. out of the order of the book, and it, it's pretty common, right? Um, in a lot of RPGs, there are very few I've ever just done it as written, um, but at the same time, some people do it that way. Right. So this is a really cool alternative if it just doesn't jive with you. Yeah, I and, and it's funny because I literally uh did this exact same approach with two new players to Savage Worlds uh when yeah. I started running Zombie Run. It's and, a really intuitive uh, way to make a character because you're is. thinking about the cool stuff you can do. You think about the high concept, what do you want to be able to do? And then you're yep. like, "Okay, what do I need to get there?" Yep. To, you know, to, and, to and make that specifically, happen. Specifically like, you know, what professional edges do I want to make sure I can have? Right. Like, if I right. want to take the thief professional edge, there's some stats I need for that. Right. So it doesn't make sense necessarily to do your skills first and then go look at edges and you're like, oh, I got to redo my skills. Oh, I got to redo my traits. Yeah. You know, or my uh, attributes, rather. Yeah. And this is why we make our characters on scratch paper. That's right. <laughs> and then move them over to a pretty character sheet, preferably one that is form fillable. Yeah, that's what I do. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Or you just mm-hmm. put it on, like, 15 pieces of notebook paper like some people do, which is fine. There, that's an option. That's a viable yeah. option. Totally. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, go check. But check it out. Uh, I think it's a really cool idea. Um, I I don't know. I wonder if maybe maybe this is something 
pinnacle should consider it's you know i'm gonna say the word i'm gonna say it usability oh it feels so good when you say that it does it does uh but it makes sense right i mean for any new player coming in um how frustrating might it be to go through their traditional steps and then you're like oh let me go start looking at edges and you're like oh i gotta redo all that right yeah no agreed yeah yeah it totally makes sense Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so donovan bailey back another prolific savage uh blogger he's the other one that it's like we can't go a week without talking about him right we can't quit you donovan we can't quit you donovan over on savage mcu we've got natasha romanoff black widow Widow. yes uh this was actually interesting to me because it was a really interesting conversation that came out of it um when i posted it to google plus where uh he and manuel sams were kind of going back and forth um, to discuss sort of certain traits that or skills that she had with regards to taunt and persuasion and such. Uh, Manuel thought, you know, oh, she should have a higher persuasion. He's like, no, she never really persuades anybody. She just kind of taunts them. And he cites the uh, the use of taunt in, I think it was in Deadlands Noir, to try to trick somebody into admitting something yeah. or giving information away. It was a really interesting conversation. And uh, in any case, I I think he did a pretty bang-up job of translating Black Widow to Savage Worlds, and uh, it's 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 really cool to see it in this form. This is, I, I will say um, to Donovan that I've actually uh, done some research for my campaign um, that I'm about to start using his website to just see some of the builds that he's done. Oh, nice. So, for instance, we looked a little bit at his Daredevil build, because Veronica um, is going to play a blind archer. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, yeah. So something and of so a hybrid gonna, of uh, you know Hawkeye and it's it's like Daredevil meets Hawkeye or Green right. Arrow type of thing. Yeah, right. Yeah. So um, she had made a character that was a luchadora, and she switched oh, the awesome. character because it turns out that nobody in the group took any ranged attacks, <laughs> and there has to be at least one, right? So so she decided she wanted to play. A blind archer, which is just badass. <laughs> well, let's move into publishers and products, and we're going to start out with something that shouldn't be a surprise to anybody, but these hardcover limited editions from Pinnacle are actually limited, and they have sold out of the hardcover science fiction companion. They are close to selling out of the uh, Superpowers Companion second edition, and they are close to selling out the sixth gun hardcover. That's right. So so this is happening, folks. <laughs> limited edition um, means limited just, edition. So It was funny, though, because when they sold out of the Savage Worlds Deluxe hardcover, everybody was like, what? When are you going to reprint it? And they're like, um, we said we're not reprinting it. Right. Right. And they're like, really? Well, yeah. Yeah, we said that. And when we said that, we actually meant it. Well, guess what? It's going to hold true for these new editions. So That's right. Um I think the hardcovers are superior, so it is my recommendation that if you have the extra five bucks and can can eke that out, you should be going that way. You know, you convinced me of the hardcovers, and I've never gone back. Yeah, it's the way to but go, man. It's yeah, they're they're easier to to reference. You can open them wider without you know hurting the the uh, the spine. It's just the way hardcovers work. <laughs> that's right. So and imagine that work, they're more durable, right? <laughs> Yeah. Awesome. 
Good stuff. So uh, this next product is a new release from a publisher that hasn't done a whole lot of Savage Worlds for a while, Misfit Studios. Yeah. They released uh, – they're, they're kind of known for doing really small PDFs that you can just kind of add. that really, you know, affordable PDFs that you can you – can you know, kind of pick from and, and add to your campaign. Right. I think there there he was working on a full setting at some point, but I don't know where he is in that process. But regardless, this new one is uh it's it's a new format for sort of, you know, magical items. And it's a series called Lots of Horror. This particular item is the Lost Water Clock of Tote. And it's Tote's cool. It is Tote's awesome. It can also be pronounced Thoth, by the way. That's true. But not Toth or Thote. <laughs> <laughs> right, you can't mix the, se- the right. sounds. You need to pick a pronunciation and go. That's right. So the yeah. concept here is that these are these are going to be items that you would find in an auction. Literally, they're they're auctioned items, and that's sort of the way that you can easily introduce it into your RPG. In fact, when I was reading this, one, I'm like, oh man, I could totally take this concept of this magic item and bring it into you know either like a Savage Eberron game or. Uh, uh, you know, daring tales of adventure or anything to that effect, where it's just you know just have it added in, and then of course you know it's introduced to the world and chaos ensues. So check it out; it's ninety nine cents. You know, even if you're just curious, you lose a buck at worst. Yeah. Right? So, so for our last news item, our wonderful friends at Carolina Game Tables, Clint and Jody Black. They've become the official game table of Acquisitions Incorporated, the series. And with that, they've announced the streamer game table design. And I looked at this new game table design, and it's cool. It's narrower on one end and so that you can sit the GM there. And then and then it kind of um, tapers the wrong word, but it, it kind of grades outward. You get this really cool trapezoid shape. And um, there are some other features for um, miking it and putting cameras on it and all that kinds of stuff. But it's literally designed for if you're going to like play a game on camera. So if you're somebody that's putting together uh, a channel for that, for YouTube or whatever, um, that's a new style of table you should check out. Their, their work is exquisite and um, could not be giving your money um, in trade for phenomenal craftsmanship to better people. Indeed. He really put a lot of thought into the design and how functional this has to be for it to do its job. And I I think that's incredible. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I I wish them well in this endeavor. I I, I hear it's going well, and and, uh, I just hope it continues to blow up for him. Yeah. I kind of joke that uh, maybe their next next target should be uh, Will Wheaton's tabletop. Yeah, totally. I'd love to see a table like this on tabletop. That'd be awesome. Yep. Cool. I think that's it for the news, though. That is it for the news, indeed. So, thank you all yet again for listening to our show. Be sure to visit the SBN website at www.savageblockers.net, where we've got links to the aggregated SBN RSS feed. We've got podcast subscription links and more. And if you enjoy our podcast and you want to show your support, please be sure to check out our Patreon page. That link is available on our main website. And whatever you do until next time, keep it fast, furious, and fun. Hey, Christian. Yeah. I found out that you are baiting out my jokes, so I'm not telling one this time. Thank you, Frank Turkler. Aww. Jerk. (laughs) But it was fun.